You're listening to Do What You Want Radio, a podcast series for creative entrepreneurs, freelancers, and those ready to learn how to do what they want. I'm your host, Jordan Heffler. Hello, hello. Long time no listen, I guess, because I guess it's not long time to see if it's audio awkward. Um, anyways, hi. Good to be here again. I am just going to kind of give a little season two update. Um, it's like a mid-season, not mid-season, like between season update, I guess, because I haven't recorded or released a podcast episode since November of 2019, and it is now February 2020. And I don't want y'all to think I'm slacking because I haven't forgotten about y'all. Season two of Do What You Want Radio is going to be a thing. Um, I've just been kind of waiting to release it. So going to give a little update here. So basically, I am very excited to have a sponsor for my season two of Do What You Want Radio, and that is Personas Audio. And they are going to be giving me some new audio equipment to record with. And it's just um, such a new product that they're giving me that it hasn't even really finished going to production yet and so I'm waiting through March to kind of get that uh, up and running to be able to record so uh, I didn't know it would take that long which is fine because it's been a great a great break honestly to not have to deal with this doing this every week as much as I love it it is just so much work and with the holidays and the new year and everything it's been really nice to kind of take a break Um, As social as I am, it gets really hard to talk to people as much as I was. So I'm just kind of recharging my batteries here. But um, Do What You Want Radio Season 2 will be coming. I am not currently recording on Persona's audio gear, which is why I didn't want to start Season 2 up recording on my normal gear that I've been using and then saying Persona's was sponsoring it. So I'm kind of just waiting for them to finish getting their stuff so I can learn how to use it properly and start recording with it. So that's the first kind of thing to get out of the way is... Season two is coming. I don't know a specific date. I mean, do what you want, right? It'll, it'll happen eventually. I have 50-something episodes, or 50 episodes from season one that you can go listen to if you haven't gotten your fix. And honestly, it's not like I'm a murder podcast. I don't see y'all really, you know, chomping at the bit to hear the next one. It's not like I'm leaving you on a cliffhanger or anything. So hope that y'all are good with that. And I do just want to kind of talk about a couple things that have happened since that last podcast episode in season one, just because why not? I'm already doing this. I'm already sitting down recording. Let's talk. So something major that happened um, right after the first of the year was LSU National Championship football game, which I got to photograph, which was super cool. Um, And last minute that I mean, I didn't know I'd be shooting it until about a week in advance. and, And I had no idea that that was even going to be a possibility in my life to do I had completely planned on going to like a local Mexican restaurant and like drinking margaritas and watching the game like every other person and then 225 magazine who I normally shoot the LSU football games for asked me if I was available for the championship and I was like yes duh I will be there so they put in an application for my credentials and I got approved and then I got to go shoot it so that was really really fun Um, a lot of people have been asking me if they can see the photos I took. And that's another thing I'm kind of waiting on. Uh, 225 Magazine hasn't published them yet. And so I kind of have to wait till they do their thing before I can see um, what I can do about posting mine. So that's another exciting thing to look forward to in March. I believe they'll be publishing some of them soon. So I've been waiting to share those. And that was just such a cool experience in general. I mean, I've talked about this before multiple times on this podcast that I don't consider myself a sports photographer. I would love to do more sports photography, but it is really hard. And I've only shot a couple of games, like in the grand scheme of things over the past, like 
uh, six, seven, eight, nine, like four seasons for LSU football. I've shot probably like maybe 10 games collectively. And I've only shot football, really. It's really hard to get in the groove and, and learn and get good practice doing it because it's not something you can really practice doing with anything else. Like there's nothing like being on the field with that kind of subject to shoot like you have the players are so fast you're using lenses that are really long you have a big stadium to work with and you just can't recreate that casually (laughs) to practice so I find that I'm getting better and better but it's it's hard to to do sports photography and I'd love to do more of it so moral of the story is I had already shot my two or three games in the 2019 season and just like everyone else I had been watching every game every weekend because we were undefeated and it was so exciting and it never occurred to me that Um, Not only that we'd be going to the championship undefeated, but that I might be able to photograph it. So that was a really awesome time. You know, not only was LSU undefeated, Joe Burrow, the quarterback, won the Heisman. And then the national championship was happening in New Orleans. And and so, like, none of those things will ever all happen again. And and then my opportunity to go shoot it was just perfect because it's only an hour away and I was free and really worked out great. So um, something really cool that happened shooting that was, you know, I got there – at the Superdome around like noon or so after I picked up my credentials and stuff and it was raining. It was kind of a gross day. And it was so nice to have one, a football field that's inside a stadium that has like a a roof. So you don't have to worry about the weather. That means lighting's consistent as well. Um, which shooting the LSU games is always so cool, but it's always so freaking humid. You're dying of like heat stroke and, the lighting is changing because the sun's setting and then depending on what part of the fall you shoot a game there's daylight savings and so sometimes it's already dark before you get going and it was just really nice to not have to worry about that in the superdome uh climate controlled lighting was consistent once you set your camera settings like you're done um so anyways i got there around noon and because president trump was visiting that evening there was all this hoopla about you know security and like rightfully so about being in the stadium so like once I got there they had to like have drug dogs sniff my car and then drug dogs sniff my bag and then drug dogs sniff me and then once you go through all these like levels of security and you get in I was afraid to leave so I pretty much just sat in the media room from noon until kickoff at like seven or whatever so I didn't get to see any of the festivities going on outside of the stadium like so many people said that New Orleans was just hashtag lit fam like so much going on and I got to, I didn't see any of it, but it was really cool. Um, shout out to the LSU creative t- um, creative services team, the students and workers that do the LSU creative photography and video and all that. They had um, let me sit with them because I kind of was a, a lone wolf there um, in the media room, and there was like at least 500 spots because like all the media was there. You know, you have Sports Illustrated there, you got ESPN there, you got everybody. It's not like a casual home football game like I've shot. It was like the big leagues. So I was a little nervous because I didn't know anybody. And then I found the LSU creative team and I got to sit with them. So shout out to them for letting me sit with them. And I'm so glad I did get to sit with them because um, Chris Parent, who I've talked about, I think, on this podcast a couple times, he's a phenomenal sports photographer. He's, you know, one of the lead LSU sports photographers. Um, I'm hoping to get him on my podcast soon. Shout out, Chris. Like, let's make that happen. I know you're busy because LSU keeps winning stuff. But anyways, Chris was like, hey, you know, Nikon is on site if you want to go borrow a lens. And I was like, oh, I already rented a lens. I typically rent a Sigma 120 to 300 millimeter to eight um, telephoto lens when I shoot the football games. I rent from lensrentals.com. I'd already rented it. But then I found out Nikon was there and Chris was like, just go ask them to borrow something. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to take away from someone who might need it. And he's like, no, go ask. So because I was there so early, I got like some first dibs on a 500 millimeter Nikon lens, which... I don't know, photo people, if you know, you know, like that's like a $10,000 lens and it's, you know, 
top of the line. And no, no shade to Sigma, but it's a much better lens than the one I had rented. It's longer. It was F4, but we were inside the Superdome, so lighting was fine. Um, and it's Nikon glass, so it's just nicer, it's sharper, faster, all that good stuff. And I had actually just gotten a new Nikon camera um, around Black Friday. So I hadn't used my new – I have a Nikon D850 now. I hadn't used that on a sports game yet, and it was faster and, you know – more megapixels and just all around better for everything. But for sports specifically, I knew it would be fast to shoot sports. So between that and this Nikon lens I got to borrow, I got so many photos that I was so proud of. It was such a cool experience. Um, and they had Nikon, Canon, and Sony on site doing that for all the photographers as a courtesy, which I thought was so cool. They were giving free, you know, lens cleanings, sensor cleanings, which is kind of a an ordeal if you have to send your camera off to do that kind of stuff. So it was really cool that they were on site, like ready to lend out gear, um, ready to help you with whatever. So I felt like an actual professional, even though I was totally like imposter syndrome there. You know, I'm just like, I'm just this girl that shoots a couple games a season. Why am I here? But it was so cool. I got some really cool photos I'm excited to share eventually. Um, And then obviously LSU won. So that was just amazing getting to run on the field with the confetti and the, the trophy ceremony and seeing Coach O just like with basically tears in his eyes and Lauren Daigle was running around because she had performed the national anthem and she's such a big deal now, but she went to LSU, so that was cool. And I got to meet Gary V briefly <laughs> after the game, which if you're into all like the solopreneur stuff and like, you know, all the self-help books, like Gary Vaynerchuk is an icon and he goes by Gary V and he's got a podcast and a YouTube channel and he's on everything. And, and so anyways, I'm a big fan of his work and his, um, his message. And so he was just like casually on the field, I think with his son chilling like next to me. And I didn't really have time to like do a full on like introduction to him, but also I'm sure he got, he gets tired of that. But I was like, Hey, I love your podcast. Love your stuff. Thanks so much. And he was just like, Oh, you're welcome. And then I walked away. But that was cool. He was there. Um, lots of celebrities were there. I didn't see that many because it was just like craziness, mass craziness. Once the confetti was coming down, like you couldn't see much. And then I stayed in the media room to work until about two in the morning after the game to quickly turn around photos and edit them and turn them in um, to the magazine. So I didn't go to bed till like four in the morning. And then the next day to drive back from New Orleans to Baton Rouge, it's normally an hour, but I guess with all the traffic and then there was a wreck and the weather was gross. It just, it took me like three hours to get home. And then I had immediate shoots and it was so weird. Cause I went from shooting the national championship to shooting like some margaritas, like some cocktail photos, um, at a Mexican restaurant. And it was just like the full spectrum of like what I do. It's just like, you know, me and my camera, we just show up to things and you never know what it's going to be. And sometimes it's you know, national championship games. And sometimes it's just a margarita on a bar that takes you five minutes to photograph. So I just figured I'd give a little, you know, story time rundown of how that went because I'm already recording here. And so since then, I don't know if I had talked about this in my last few episodes of season one, but I have a weekly radio spot with Jada Cody on Talk 107.3 every Wednesday at 4.30 p.m. Central. And it's really cool. It's called Do What You Want Radio. I mean, sorry, excuse me, Do What You Want with Jordan Heffler. This is called Do What You Want Radio. And I just go on for like 15, 20 minutes and chat with them. And that's every Wednesday that's been going really going really great. And um, it's kind of been filling the void of, you know, not having my podcast right now. It's kind of nice to be the one that's being talked to versus talking at someone. So uh, today's actually Wednesday. I will be doing that today at 4.30 p.m. Central Time. So if you're in Baton Rouge, tune in to Talk 107.3. Jay goes on the Jay to Cody show with Chuck P. And they go on Monday through Friday. Uh, I believe four to six. They have a, it's it's pretty daily. Uh, but my segment's just on Wednesdays, but that's been pretty cool being on the actual radio. 
and um, not knowing who listens. So if you listen to it, let me know that you're listening because I have no idea. When I'm just in a room talking with them, I have no idea it's live, but I don't know who's listening or how many people are listening or what. So, And if you can't tune in, Jada Cody puts the Facebook Live recordings of every excerpt on um, his Facebook page. So you can you know go watch them after the fact on there. I am going to be going to shoot South by Southwest again this March. So depending on when I get my audio equipment settled and learned and some interviews scheduled, um, my podcast episodes may or may not come out before, you know, I go to South by Southwest. So that'll be pretty cool. I've shot it the past two years. And I think I did an episode in Minnesota a while back after the 2019 South by Southwest. And I kind of explained what it is and what I do. So if you are out of the loop, go back and listen to that episode. It's so much information to talk about I just can't even explain what it is I do it's just so much so um it's a really 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 big event so that's really exciting I'm going to do that in Austin and then um I'm actually going to be at a bachelorette trip in Austin during South by Southwest budding up to the beginning of it so I'll be there for that and then I'm going to be in that wedding from the bachelorette trip in April so my spring is you know coming in hot and 2020 in general I'm just hoping it's a better year I've talked about 2019 a lot in my podcast how it was a really rough year for me and it dawned on me last night when I went to a meeting um, with some other creatives that when you get to be about three years into your business that's when shit hits the fan essentially Um, it's when you start kind of not necessarily pivoting but start realizing what's worth your time what's not what price you know points are working what's not what clients are working what's not what it is you want to be doing and I, I realized that, you know, 2019 was kind of my three-year mark. Um, I've been in, in business for myself for a while, but been doing it full-time for, you know, I guess 2019 would have been the third uh, full year doing it. So that explains a lot. And um, it, it was rough. So 2020, I'm pretty optimistic about it. It's already been so much change just in my personal life, but also I just feel like Baton Rouge, there's so much going on that's changing. Like so many restaurants have closed down or opened up or people I know have gotten new jobs or quit their jobs or, you know, even the South by Southwest um, thing I'll be doing, it's going to be a different photo team than I'm used to. I'm going to be working differently than it has the past two years. And I just feel like I keep telling Christian, you know, it's the end of an era. Like, I don't know what happened. I know that it was a, you know, a decade that ended, but in my life, I keep seeing signs that everything has been like, the end of one era and the beginning of another and it's kind of cheesy to say it like that but I'm really hoping that good things come out of 2020 um it started off with a bang with a national championship like just a couple weeks into the year and us winning so that was really cool but so far so good I I posted on Instagram the other day about how I've been really enjoying laying low and I guess that goes hand in hand with not having my podcast to worry about right now you know do what you want is supposed to be a tagline to remind creatives including myself to do what you want and to not be pigeonholed and to not let society tell you what you should or should not be doing. And I find that I am my worst critic and I am the hardest on myself. I put the most pressure on myself to do things when I used to be really consistent with posting on Instagram every day, you know, getting a blog post out every week, getting a podcast out every week, whatever. I used to be so consistent and I would beat myself up if I missed something. And lately I've kind of had this like F it mentality where it's like, I hope it's not too detrimental to my to my mental well-being but it's been nice to let things slide to kind of just lay low like I don't feel like doing a bunch of stuff if I don't feel like doing it you know and so it's been interesting to try to like kind of restructure my mental 
outlook on my business and what did I do and what kind of content I create and how often I create it and how often I, you know, put it out there. And um, I feel like this bizarre responsibility to keep up with things for my audience. And I don't even have that big of an audience. I'm happy that y'all listen and follow along and do stuff. But I've had to kind of um, tone it down lately to be like, okay, like the world's not going to end. Everything's fine. Like Nobody really cares if I get something out today. So um, I went from posting on Instagram almost every day, or I mean every day for like years, to pretty much kind of falling off the wagon with everything and then that trickles down to like I'm not getting as many blog posts up and then the podcast is getting pushed back and then so everything's kind of happening but it's been really nice to lay low stay in my house I'm tired of getting coffee with people I barely know I'm tired of paying for coffee that I don't even want I'm tired of like doing stuff because people say I should and then having it not really benefit me which sounds very selfish but it's I've lived a life of serving people so much that I just have recently been very comfortable with staying inside really and um and laying low is like how I like to say it so I am working I'm not sitting around doing nothing but I'm just kind of burnt out from being out and about all the time like going to every event that I get invited to going to every coffee day I get invited to spending two hours there spending money on coffee I didn't even like talking to someone who basically is getting free information from me um people always want to quote unquote pick my brain and I just you know I feel rude saying all this but I just I'm trying to cut off all that stuff this year I'm really hoping 2020 is a year of productivity and get my life together because I'm always saying how I'm trying so this has turned into a rambling mini-sode but I am really excited to get season two up and running I am hoping to focus more on getting people on the podcast that I want to come on the podcast before I accept, you know, people's requests to be on. And I feel like I fell into a a vicious cycle of that with season one, where I just kept saying yes to everyone who asked. And then my list of people I wanted to ask kept getting pushed lower and lower and lower. So this podcast, I don't plan on changing it a whole lot. I just do really plan on um, putting people on first that I want to have on. And then from there, taking requests and seeing who's a good fit. And um, hopefully having more casual conversations. I feel Like I got some feedback from some friends and family that season one was a bit on the formal side, depending on who I was interviewing. And that's usually because if I don't know you, then I'm going to be kind of formal, uh, especially if I'm recording, you know. So I really want those barriers to be broken down a little bit with season two. I want it to be a little more formal or I mean a little less formal, a little more casual, um, a little just more chatty. And uh, that will really depend on the kind of guests I have come on. So looking forward to getting all this going for y'all. Um, like I said, haven't forgotten about all this stuff. Haven't been slacking. Technically, I've been working. Just, you know, keeping my head down, getting it done. So that was the lamest outro. I don't, I mean, I guess I'm a little rusty because I haven't been talking so much. So I'm going to end it now because I'm just rambling at this point. Adios. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for listening to Do What You Want Radio. As always, you can find all the tools and links that are referenced in this week's episode at dowhatyouwantradio.com in the show notes. If listening to this podcast has brought you any value at all, please take a moment to go subscribe, rate, and review Do What You Want Radio so that I can continue to reach creatives just like you and me. Doing this podcast is a lot of fun, but it takes a lot of work as well, and I do it all by myself. So I really appreciate those of you who keep listening week after week. You've already dedicated a lot of your time to listening to my voice, talking too fast probably, but if you're not tired of me yet, you can keep up with me, my photography work, and the creative services, products, and workshops I offer at jordanheffler.com and at jordanheffler on Instagram. 
If you want to be hardcore informed, subscribe to my weekly newsletter to get a free branding worksheet, as well as weekly tips and promotional offers for my digital products and merchandise, like Lightroom presets, Instagram overlays, t-shirts, hats, and everything else you didn't know you needed. You can sign up at jordanheffler.com slash subscribe. Thanks again for tuning in to Do What You Want Radio. I just want to let you know that you're probably doing a great job and you probably deserve a beer. So go get one. See you next week.